Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hooligan Report. I'm joined today by Cruyff. Good morning. And also Boyan. Hi guys. Hi. Uh, so we've we've been off the air for uh, two weeks now. So we'll just have a quick recap of the set of games that we've missed chatting about. Um, we had United beating Watford two one. Chelsea got a one nil win over Norwich. Um, Everton quite comprehensively uh, dismantled Villa four nil. Leicester three nil against Newcastle. Um, Stoke one nil up against Southampton. Swansea and Bournemouth drew two two. West Brom got the upset win against Arsenal 2-1. Liverpool beat Man City 4-1. Spurs beat West Ham 4-1. And Sunderland beat Palace 1-0. So, out of those results, what, what jumps out at you guys, uh, Cruyff? I think City, this, uh, the Liverpool City result and uh, Bromwich Arsenal. How, how did you guys play in that game? I didn't actually catch much of it. Um, did you did you see the highlights or watch the game? Uh I saw the highlights and we weren't good at all. I mean, it was just turgid football and sort of what, what you expect from Arsenal when they're on a when they're on a patch of, of good form and you expect them to win, and then decide not to show up their races. Uh, and Boyan, what did you make of that set of results? Oh well, the, I mean, clearly the Liverpool result was the the biggest and, and the most surprising of the of the week. And, you know, a few things went Liverpool's way, but they fully deserved their victory. They played some fantastic football in that game. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, City really struggled to to cope with that kind of pairing of Coutinho, Firmino um, and Ibe. So, yeah, they really couldn't... Fernandinho couldn't do 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 it all himself and Yaya wasn't providing much. So they really had the... They just dominated the whole game, effectively. And outside of that, I didn't catch the whole game week, but I did... I was very impressed with Bastian Schweinsteiger. He's starting to really come into his own and hit top form now, which is just fantastic. You you would have been very relieved with that late goal against Watford because I know uh, Watford equalised quite late on in that game. So to pull through and still get the win would have been um, good to see. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, with all the with all the um, injuries United had, had, Rojo came back from international duty in Argentina, and but was basically only in the country for about six hours because he didn't have anyone else except a bunch of seventeen-year-olds. He had to play centre half, Jeez. and he made a really lazy challenge on. I think it was a Dini. I think it was uh, Dini. Agallo, Agallo, player who won the penalty. I think that was Agallo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was definitely a penalty, but um, on the balance of play of the whole game, United well deserved the win, and um, it was quite refreshing to see a kind of last-minute United win. Going <laughs> um, back to the old days. Yeah. The the other one that kind of stood out to me was Everton beating Villa four nil, um, and Everton have been in pretty good form um, recently, and Villa certainly don't look any better under Remy Gard than they did. Uh, under um, Sherwood, that nil-nil with Man City might have just been sort of, you know, new manager coming in, a bit of a honeymoon, but they've kind of gone back to their woeful ways and, and Everton looking very impressive. I mean, Everton, if if we just touch on the, the League Cup win midweek, Delefeu and Lukaku as a pairing is, is turning out to be very, very good and we saw in the, the Villa game as well with 
but Barkley's doing well, and, and, and that trio are, re- are really pulling them through. And I mean, it's obviously a team effort, but those three are really standing out. They certainly, I mean, we've mentioned that they, they've kind of come out of a patch of really tough fixtures, and they've got some um, more, much more winnable games coming up. So the fact that they're um, sitting quite, you know, in the top half of the table already bodes, bodes very well for, um, for Everton fans. Um, we'll move on to last weekend's set of results then. Um, obviously, there are a few injuries to chat about out of these games, but we'll start with the uh, Arsenal-Norwich game with that uh, 1-1 draw and Alexis Sanchez injury, Cruyff. And apparently he's out for four months. Apparently. I, I only read about it this morning. Uh, <laughs> I heard that. Was on the I'm glad Bayern finds it so funny. Um <laughs> The first I heard of him. Oh, I just started to know his You just saw it. What was that, Bayern? Well, it looked, I mean, usually when they have, you have a hamstring injury right at the top towards your ass, those are the really bad ones, but it looked like it was a lower hamstring injury, which is usually, you know, your kind of two to four week ones. So, four months, I'm not quite sure about that. I, I suspect he'll be back a fair bit sooner than that. But um, how long is he, how long, I mean, Fender talks about the red zone a lot. And that guy's played more games than anyone else. He played, he, played, time, he played every minute of every game in November. Cheers. And probably for his country as well. Yes. And we've talked about this a few times in terms of injuries on international duty, but um, obviously this one came in the Premier League game. But um, How did you see the game as a, as a whole? Um, drawing with Norwich is obviously another disappointing result, and, that, and that's two on the trot now. Uh, I actually haven't seen anything from the game, but it was looking at the result is disappointing. Very, very disappointing, I think. But again, as I said earlier, when you expect Arsenal to win games, especially with the run of fixtures we had coming up, or have coming up rather, they were all very winnable games. And we've already dropped, we've got one point from six. Yeah, and we'll we'll touch on the Sunderland game coming up um, a bit later on. But obviously from that set of three games, West Brom, Norwich and Sunderland, you... Would have been pretty I, fair to expect nine points. I think as well, though, the injuries are starting to take their toll. I mean, we lost Cochrane, yeah. Co- 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 which is obviously a big blow. I mean, Fleming is not up to it, and don't even get me started on the donkey that's Mikel Arteta. <laughs> but um, it's, again, it's down to Wenger and lack of activity in the transfer market and things like that. But it's the same old story, really. Just, and, when, Arsenal, just when you think Arsenal are going to deliver... They, they turn around and go home. And um, out too. Yeah, I was about to mention Vengus confirmed he's that Kazola's out, he, out. Yeah, he's out for uh, three three months, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's, an, that's another big loss. Oh, I mean, he started dropping off in form the last few weeks, but beginning of the season, he was, he was very good. He was very good in that game, Kazola. He mm. was very, very good. So it's a shame that he got injured. And for Arsenal, it's, I mean... Another, Without another Ozil in this kind of career, career best form for Ozil, potentially, or at yeah. least Arsenal's career best form. Without him, well, there's really not much. Well, Ramsey's coming back, so hopefully he can lift and, I mean, provide some support for, for Ozil. Because, I mean, it's, he, Ozil can't do it all himself. I mean, he'll suffer from burnout eventually, and we've got a crucial game midweek against Olympiacos. So, and with all these injuries, it's not helping well, speaking How about of... the Shelney? Is he out as well? Nah, I think he's back. Oh? I think he's back. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of oh, crucial yeah. games, we had um, United and Leicester drawing 1-1 in the late game on the Saturday night, uh, as Boyan dubbed it the early title decider. Um, <laughs> and obviously the fir- first thing to chat about from this game is Vardy um, setting the new record for consecutive goals, uh, consecutive weeks of goals scored. And it was a very well-taken goal, and it was a very typical Vardy goal. It, it was a lovely ball from Schlupp. Yeah. The, the, I don't know what Damien was doing, though. He looked like... He looked like he was lost at sea, but um, it, it was a lovely finish too, and all, all credit to Vardy and good on him for getting the record. Um, quite seriously, how how much longer does this sort of form need to last for Leicester before we genuinely talk about them as a top six uh, contender? Because they're, they're starting to pick up points in these tougher games where we expected them to. I mean, they had that 5-2 loss to Arsenal, and that perhaps was a bit of foreboding for what was going to happen in these bigger games. But if they can pick up points against the likes of United, Chelsea, um, perhaps even Liverpool, Spurs, if they can, well, they've already drawn with Spurs. They, they, if they can pick up the points in the big games, there's, there's not that much ruling them out. Well, I, I, to answer your initial question, when can we start ruling them out? I think if, um, if if they've started dropped off towards January, I, I think sorry, if they get through the Christmas period, then I think they'll finish well above what everyone expected. So, well, didn't everyone expect them to go down? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> 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 got, your funny, got your funny pants on, do you? Um, <laughs> but I, I think the, the Christmas run is always the toughest for a lot of teams, and especially the ones that lack depth or do respect to Leicester. Um, but in if, fairness, is their depth not better now than, for instance, Arsenal, who have so many injuries? Yes, but I mean, in the aspect where if if Leicester had the amount of injuries Arsenal of course, had, of course, they'd, but, they'd be they'd be nowhere near where they are now. But I guess what I'm saying is, if Arsenal, given all their injuries, can still expect to be in a challenge for a top six spot, who's to say that Leicester can't? But then I think that comes back to experience with Arsenal. They've yeah. done it for how many of these years now? And I mean, 20 years under Wenger, finishing the top four um, or or higher. So. Yeah. I mean, it's just an experience thing. And you've got to remember, you come uh, sort of March, April, it's a long season and the players might not be able to uh, deal with the, the, the fatigue at that point. But, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Of course, the other interesting thing is that a lot of the criticism about appointing Ranieri, apart from the fact that he's quite old and, and maybe wasn't, wasn't as in touch with the game as he used to be, was the fact that he wouldn't be experienced in handling a relegation fight with Leicester and that that might actually count against him. But of course, now that they're up at the other end of the table, he's almost the perfect manager to have because he would be the sort of manager who would be able to rotate the players and recognise when players need a rest and sort of maintain that momentum and form and confidence. Um, so yeah, it would be very interesting to see how they go. Um, but Boyan, did you have any thoughts on the match as a whole? Oh, yeah. Um, we didn't, outside of that goal, we didn't have a problem with Vardy. Really. And the, pro- the reason how that goal came about was the fact that um, Ashley Young was playing right back, because that's how bloody Cactus we are at the moment. Um, and he didn't talk to Darmian. So the ball got played in behind Darmian, and Young didn't tell him that there was Vardy was running behind. So that's how that goal came about. We had a lot of trouble, though, with uh, Riyad Mahrez, who picked on. Paddy McNair a fair bit. So, and I'd actually say that he's probably more important to them yeah. than Vardy. But in order for Leicester, I mean, you ask the question, what do they have to do to get to top four? 
they need him. He needs to just keep this up all season um, because Ujoa and Otazaki, they were pretty putrid from against us. <laughs> we, we, had, we had them well covered, and Ujoa had had one had one uh, very decent chance and just hit it straight at the higher. Um, in terms of the overall game, it was kind of this more of the same. Dominate, dominate, dominate. You know, possession. Um, whereabouts you are in terms of the game, shots, corners, all this kind of stuff. But opposition has one chance and takes it. And fair play to them. But uh, it was pretty disappointing not to get the three points. But I think a few a few more coaches will be watching the game tapes of that game because they lesser can't defend set pieces at all. Yeah. At all. Well, I think they experienced that against uh, Southampton from memory. They conceded two goals from set pieces, and we were commenting on the fact that their players aren't very good in one-on-one contests with um, with opposition centre-backs and so on, who are, who might be a bit taller. Um, so, yeah, that is an interesting point. Yeah, that's... Um, and they probably need... They need, they need to do some more... Well, Ranieri needs to go and coach them on defending corners because for Schweinsteiger's goal... Otazaki was trying to tackle him to the ground. Yeah, and, I saw that. Like the whole way through. I mean, <laughs> it really should have been a penalty yeah. legitimately if um, he didn't he didn't yeah. score, but Schwan started. He had his, he had his back a, to the ball. He was just trying to. He, had, he was a rugby tackle, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was like. A, not, not sure if you guys like the NFL, but it was like an offensive lineman at the line of scrimmage protecting the quarterback. Yeah. He wasn't even looking at the ball. Yeah. Um, the other pretty interesting result from the weekend was Everton's 3-3 draw with Bournemouth. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen the goals from this one, but I mean, yep. Everton were up 2-0 with 10 minutes to go, and Bournemouth scored an absolute screamer of a goal to get back yeah, into the game. great hit. Absolutely great, goal. great hit. Top Just corner from the outside curl the curl on box. that ball, yeah. Sweetly struck. Yeah. And and it went right down to the wire. I think I think the stat was actually that the last two games in, goals in this game are the latest two goals scored this season. So a lot of well, added 90, time on that. It was yeah. 95th and 98th minutes. So, yeah. yeah, it was definitely laid on. I can't remember who it was on the board that said it, but it was kind of ironic because the Everton fans who piled onto the pitch to celebrate <laughs> that late supposed winner was probably the reason that they added the time on to allow Bournemouth to score. Yeah, you, you'd think so, yeah. <laughs> um, how did you, were there any other results on the weekend that stood out to you guys? Uh, probably the Crystal Palace-Newcastle one. That was a fair standout result, wasn't it? Convincing. Yeah. But it, I guess, is it that surprising that... New, I mean, Newcastle are very much um, up and down at the moment in terms of whether they, like, they got that 1-0 win against Bournemouth and was it 5-1 against Norwich, I think? Where Fornaldum got four goals. Yeah, that's right. I think, that's and right. and apart from those two results, they've just looked absolutely putrid. I said Newcastle were crap on the board, and I got absolutely slated for it. Was this, when was this though? Was this preseason? Uh no, it was maybe three or four weeks ago. Really? And and I said Newcastle aren't really that good, and then like oh, then a bunch of people said oh they've been in a lot of games, close close scoring aside uh, from this and this and this. Not sure. I mean, yeah, they got smashed by Man City, so they've had a few pretty big buildings lately. Um, would you say that they're almost favourites for relegation, or would it still be Villa? Both. You can both? put both of them in at the moment, mate. They need to. I, I I saw that game and 
they defend as individuals. <laughs> they don't defend as a team at all. And um, I was actually thinking about this last night. They need to sign. They don't need to sign an amazing centre back in January, but they need to sign a leader. They, there's no leaders in that side. Yeah. So Mike Williamson is perhaps the worst footballer I've, I've seen in a very long time. Since Mikel Arteta on the weekend. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, the first person that came to mind who they could use, and you won't like this, but yeah. they could really use like a Michael Dawson. Yeah. Just a, a I, mean, yeah. I, I know you wouldn't like it, but that's the kind of player and experience. doesn't need to be a world-class centre-back, but just a leader. But the issue is... Would he go there? Oh, I'm not saying like... No, no. Like, I, I, mean, no, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Would he... Um, I don't think you. I don't think you would. Is he your captain? Uh yeah. Uh, well, uh, well, I will. Although, um, Borough have overtaken you, so they have maybe they not. had a good win this morning. <laughs> but in all honesty, I wonder if um, for clubs like Newcastle and Villa, it might actually be quite hard for them to strengthen in January in the areas that they need, because if they try and pick players out of the Championship from sides performing quite well in the Championship. If those sides are looking likely to get promoted, then why would the players leave? Why would the players leave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I agree. Um, I, so it might be quite tough for them to, the to strengthen. They need and another awesome performance by Balassi. Two yeah. goals, an assist. Um, they'll miss Saha next weekend. He's 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 out with a suspension. But um, Connor Wickham, although he doesn't really get in the sports score sheet that much. But he's he's an absolute workhorse for them. He stopped um, he stopped Holback basically bringing the ball out, out from defence and linking up with um, one Alden. And as soon as he he stopped that happening, Newcastle just completely fell over. So and he had an assist in the game too. So pretty underrated, Connor Wickham. Um, and if Leicester weren't doing as well as they are, we would be talking about Crystal Palace a lot more than we are because they're sitting in um, seventh spot, I think. Yeah, Pal- seventh. Pal- se- Pal- Pal- Palace, I Palace, think. Yeah. Are a, um, a, a, I think a lot of the neutrals are enjoying Palace, and I think they're sort of having the the draw from the neutrals that Southampton did two seasons ago. And yeah, Watford. So, and Watford doing very well as Did-a. well. Yeah. Did-a. Troy Deeney. You still love players like that, don't you? Did you I see think... his goal on the weekend? Yeah. He just to come in from um, behind, whoever the defender was asleep, and just a bullet header into the top corner. He was um, he's a, he was a massive Birmingham fan. I was about to but, say, yeah. But was an, uh, but he was with the Aston Villa youth team, got released. And he he, he so I think he said before and slid the match, in front of the Villa fans. Yeah, I think he said he wanted he, he wanted nothing more than to score it at the Holt end and and celebrate in front of them. Yeah. Yep, and then another golfer. Idalo, and that, that partnership is fun to watch. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I think there's some stat that they've created more chances for each other than any other pairing in the Premier League. Um, so they're very very on top of their game. Idalo scored more goals in um, 2015 than Jamie Vardy. In fact, he scored the most goals in England in all divisions. Yeah, he's he's been absolutely killing it for, for uh, Watford. And I think we mentioned a week or so ago, or a podcast or two ago, that... Um, <laughs> If he's performing to this level for the rest of the season and into next season, he'll certainly be on the radar of um, some of the bigger clubs, yeah. I would expect. Will he get in the England side? Igalo, is he even English? 
<laughs> I thought I thought we were talking about Deeney. Oh, Deeney. Oh, um, Deeney. Deeney's been scoring a few goals. I mean, he was scoring, but I think for him, he was scoring the first half of last season, whereas Agalo was scoring the second half. So Agalo's twenty fifteen stats are a lot, um, a lot better. Yeah, no, Agalo's Nigerian, so. Um, I don't even, I don't actually even know if he's been playing for the Nigerian team, but I'm sure he'll start it would to get be, It would be an interesting forward line at um, the Euros, Jamie Vardy and Troy Deeney up front. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I heard um, Schweinsteiger after the game probably paid Vardy the ultimate compliment in comparing him to... Um, so they asked him, you know, have there been anyone in Germany that started football kind of late and then come up and play in this world? Correct, and that's a pretty big compliment. Um, and probably the other, uh, it's not an interesting result, but the big game from the weekend was Spurs against Chelsea. And in a lot of ways, say credit to Chelsea for, for holding out Spurs and, and not giving Spurs the win, because Spurs have been scoring quite heavily recently, and, and they were good value for a win against Chelsea. Um, and Chelsea lined up without a recognised striker and managed to hold on. So is this probably a sign that Mourinho is starting to recognise that um, they need to sort of scrape and, and fight for every point they can get? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, They've got to get out of that relegation battle. Well, it's, there's a lot of talk as well about will Chelsea make the top four? Can they make the top four mathematically? I mean, I'm sure they can mathematically, but it's going to take a big effort from the start of the season they've had to, to finish... Um, in a respective position. Yeah, and that's right. And I mean, Chef's been saying, oh, well, they're only 12 points off the top four. And when you put it as a points amount, you say, okay, well, that's not that much. It's only, um, help me out here, it's four wins. Um, simple maths <laughs> is failing me this morning. But but then you look, at they've only got 15 points for the season from 14 games. So tracking at that, they're, they're only just above um, safety at the end of the season. So, um, I think was it Jod actually made one of his rare sensible points on the board <laughs> in saying it's not just 12 points that's separating them from the top four, it's about 10 sides and you'd need yeah. 10 sides to drop to off drop, and drop points. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think a few certainly will drop points, but... Oh, I absolutely. Mean, not all of them, it's, though. It's, it's when and can Chelsea capitalise? Yeah. Um, so, it'll I'm, be... I, I would I would rule them out of top four, but top eight and maybe top six, at a, at the very le- at the very most, would be maybe their aim. The encouraging thing for them is that um, they find Mourinho finally uh, took Hazard out from the left wing, and although they didn't have a recognised striker up there, Hazard was basically playing up front, and with that freedom, he looked like he the same player as he, as he did last season. If they'd let him backing up and firing, then that'll do a long way to their fortunes changing. Yeah. Um, We had League Cup midweek, the four quarterfinal matches, uh, and Liverpool beat Southampton 6-1 in probably the standout result, because I think both sides are pretty much full strength in that one, if I'm not mistaken. It's a fake result. (laughs) It's very impressive. Yeah. Give it was voted the worst striker in um, League uh, last year. Yep. And he scored a hat-trick. Yep. So. <laughs> and, and our, our very own um, Brad Smith managed to get an assist for one of those and a very nicely weighted <sighs> cross. Fox Sports were bloody frothing over that. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was it, look, it was a good um, performance for him, but 
Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah, it was a good cross, but you know, just because he's an Australian, they need to go on about it. Um, how did you guys see the results as a whole? We had Stoke beating Sheffield Wednesday two nil, Everton beating Borough two nil, and Man City beat Hull four one. In probably expected results. Delafayu was absolutely electric against Middlesbrough. Yeah. Mind you, I only saw two gifts, but they were enough to make up my mind. <laughs> I, I I was um I was in the city watching our game and they actually had screens up of all the games so I was able to keep an eye on a few of them and apparently um that's the first time Borough have conceded two at home since uh February I think it was or March it's been a very long time and and it's the first time they've conceded at home full stop in about ten or eleven hours of football so um. They've had a very impressive home record, so it was it was still a quite very good performance by Everton to get the win there. Are they still coached by uh, Artur Taranto? They are, yeah. He's an aspiring. He's a, it, he could be a very good manager. He's got them playing well when he took over. Um, they weren't in the best shape, and um, they're coming strong, and I guess we'll, we'll touch on it later, but they're probably looking good for a promotion. Um, and then obviously City, well, Man City beat Hull City uh, 4-1, and it was a bit of a, the result flattered Man City to an extent, because it was it was 1-0 up until the 80th minute, and then they piled on the goals, uh, and we got a late consolation goal, but it was a defensive error for the first, well, it, was, it wasn't a defensive error, it was Akpom and Aluko not communicating for their opener. Um, both ran away from the ball thinking the other was going to get it, and De Bruyne just waltzed through. Um, but it was it was a decent performance because Man City were full strength and we were playing our second string. So um, if we'd managed to snatch that one, it would have been a bit uh, a bit unlikely. De Bruyne is just a wonderful player. He is. He's he just he, can't stop. He, he's marvelous to watch. The worry, of course, is that he, like Sanchez, is just so integral for um, Man City that yeah, if he then, gets injured, you got to think though. They have Silva, they have Aguero, they have... Well, Silva's Sterling. only just come back from injury. I know, but when Silva top of his game, is magnificent. Um, I think Kizer on the board today was mentioning that Yaya Toure is the latest to be ruled out with injury. So, Man City is starting to rack up the injuries as well. I mean, they've got company out, Sil- um, Aguero out, Toure now out, um, Hart's injured. So, there's a bit of a, a, bit of a mounting um, injury list for them as well. Did you see Boney's miss last weekend? Uh, no. I mean, oh, De Bruyne's just burnt about three on the outside, down the right, crossed it into Boney, he's, ra- he's a, around the penalty spot, and he's trying to hit it first time and hit it to the corner flag. It's pretty good. <laughs> there was no one around him. <laughs> that guy, how has he gone from... I mean, we were talking on the yeah. board about Peter's, Peter's false and Brace and, you know, Kaká, Torres, Falcao. This guy was like a $25, $30 season striker in a half-decent team at Swansea. He comes to Man City, we're thinking, oh, the service will get better. He's a man mountain. He's very strong, very fast. So we'll, we'll be banging them in. Great signing. Maybe it's the style. <laughs> maybe it's the style of play for City though that affects Bonnie. That's a cop out, mate. The, the style of the style of play. Give it a The play has nothing to do with you missing. You missing like, from the penalty spot with no one around you. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, if you said, "Oh, he's just," <laughs> I understand. Chris say lost that, it. Don't say that Man it's City who are, banging, who are banging in four goals a week regularly. Yeah, yeah. Just 
to be uh, fair, he, he, has, he, he, he has been scoring a couple of goals for them. I mean, he scored two against someone recently, I think. Um, Bournemouth. Bournemouth, I think it was. Um, and he, he scored a couple lately. And he scored against us um, midweek from a bloody tap-in. <laughs> yeah, tap-in. Well, yeah. at least he's scoring them. Um, <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts on the draw for the semi-final? We've got Stoke up against Liverpool and Everton up against Man City. Um, who would you want to see in the final? Oh, I think everyone would like a Merseyside derby. Yeah. And I'd love for Everton to win. Oh, oh absolutely. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> and they're in the form to do it. I mean... Um, them against Man City will be quite an interesting tie because they're both playing their side uh, full-strength sides. Um, so if Everton can keep this sort of form up, uh, who knows? Can you Very just imagine how unbearable the board would be if Liverpool won the Carling Cup? Oh, oh <laughs> another trophy. Klopp's, Klopp's first trophy after, what, three months of managing them? After, after oh. Rodgers couldn't manage one in three years? The, the, the thought already pains me. <laughs> I haven't been in, into the Klopp thread in about three months. Yeah. You don't want to go, you, you don't go in there. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll move on to uh, the next set of fixtures coming up uh, this weekend. Um, we'll start with Man City up against Stoke, uh, which is the early game. Like, as I've just mentioned, I mean, there are, injuries are starting to mount for Man City, so this could actually be quite an interesting game. Uh, how, do, how do you see this one, Croft? I mean, City, they have the best squad in the league, I think, and they should have enough to to get over Stoke. Mind, mind you, it's, it's, it's at Stoke, so it, it might not be as straightforward as something, but I think if, if, if uh, De Bruyne and Sterling are on song, um, I can't see Stoke holding them off, but, but Butland will need to have a very good game. Um, no short cross. That's a big blow. That's, that's a, a bit out for them. Um, so obviously he got sent off on the weekend. So oh, was it was I it can't. a three? But was it a three game suspension? Because otherwise he would have served it in the league cup. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, perhaps he was bad. Uh, well, it shouldn't have been a three game suspension. In fact, because it was the, the second yellow, wasn't it? The second yellow probably. Yeah. So yeah, it would just challenge. be one gem, I think. Yeah. All right, well, if he's back, well, they'll still probably lose. Um, they'll, need <laughs> Jack, they'll need Jack Butlin at his best. And he was, I mean, although, although they got spanked last week, he was very good, very good at the end um, for them. I, I can't see them getting anything out of the game. So probably 2 or 3 nil to Man City? Or maybe maybe Stoke scoring? They can't Three seem one. to keep a clean sheet without um, company in the side. Even we seem to yeah, hold they that. They lack. Team. They lack the leadership of company. Something shocking. Yeah. Um, I mean, someone like Mangala has all the physical attributes to to succeed, but I think he needs someone like company beside him to sort of guide him through the game. Yeah. Arsenal up against Sunderland. Arsenal at home. Um, we should yeah. be winning, but I, I would have said that the last two games as yeah. well. And here we are, one point later. Um, so Sam Allardyce has certainly sort of shaped them up much better defensively, and they got a very impressive win against Palace um, a couple of games ago that we we didn't touch on too closely. But um, they're certainly looking a lot better. Do you see them causing you a bit of trouble? I mean, you seem to struggle against those more physical sides, uh, and as you say, with your injuries. Mm, well, at home we should have enough to to get over them, but. 
So, uh, right now with Arsenal, you just don't know. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Frustrating game for Arsenal without Sanchez there and Tazola and the like and potentially having to see more Flamini in the side. I'm not sure how they're going to break them down. They're going to need something uh, special from, from Ozil that I can see a pretty disheartening nil-nil. Yeah, they'll be very really, reliant. You really think it's going to be nil-nil? Yeah, it could be. Well, mate, if, you, if you've seen, if you've seen the Sunderland since Big Sam's taken over, I think they've lost one, drawn one, won one, and they haven't conceded more than like, a goal a game. Well, except so, for the Everton game. Except for the Everton game. But, Which was, I think, his first game, so that probably was a bit of a fake result. If that's the theme for this week. It was week. a fake result. It was a fake <laughs> result. They, you know, they, they, got, they, they were unlucky to lose to Southampton and obviously they won on on um, the weekend. But the, the point is, is that you're not going to yep. belt them without those players. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could probably see maybe a 1 or 2 nil to Arsenal purely because I do think Ozil's in that sort of form that if he can lay it on uh, Giroud's chest, um, Giroud might be able to do something with it. Um, I think that's not the only thing Giroud would like laid on his chest. <laughs> well, let's not go there. <laughs> um, United against West Ham, and Rooney's been ruled out for this game, and, and that might actually be a right. blessing in disguise for you, Bayan. <coughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It is a blessing in disguise. Hopefully the ball movement quickens up. We're really down to our bare bones at the moment. It's not going to be... It's, the whole bench will be full of academy players. Which is good in some respects, but pretty average in other respects. We haven't really got any more defenders, so we've called up a, a Diemo Varela, an 18-year-old right-back, now two. Sandy bought him, didn't he? No, it was Moyes first signing. Moyes um, first signing, and he ha- was on loan at Vestia. How long year. is Rojo out for? <laughs> just to his shoulder again. How- yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Just, just, uh, I know he obviously had the jet lag and the penalty last week, but he was actually playing pretty well. Um, and with, with Shaw out, you know, he was playing well at left back. So I'd imagine it'd be similar to last time. Like they'll do a, they'll do a full surgery. It must be different to footy where they kind of just pop him back in there and you just keep going over there. But it might be a touch more precious, and um, they'll put him in for surgery in probably three or four months. I'd imagine. So, so, so you're another side like Arsenal, who you're really down to the bare bones at the moment, and it does make it very interesting for sides like Palace and Leicester, who who traditionally wouldn't be able to maintain any sort of consistency over December, January. That if um, if Arsenal and United are struggling for players and depth, it, it really does open up that sort of um, top six race. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. Jeez, you and Croy are very defensive about your. Oh, everyone else has to have good depth to maintain their um, push in the race. But if United no, and Arsenal, the difference are with United depth, and Arsenal, they have the experience. They know it's 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 something that that you you've got the experience, buy. and you lost to West West Brom and Norwich and drew with Norwich. Yeah, but we're no, missing but... fourteen players. Yeah, well, that's my point. If you're missing all of those yeah, players yeah, yeah, for yeah, another yeah, few games, you know. I I certainly agree with the Leicester have a great chance as long as Vardy can keep scoring and Maris can keep up his current form but United are really set up not to lose games as opposed to go out there and win games so we don't lose too many um, too too many draws in my liking obviously but but yeah I don't think Palace will have enough to challenge for top six but it's not too bad I mean it'll be Without Rooney there, hopefully Marshall plays up top. 
Pereira, not Pereira, um, Lingard, Matter, and Memphis will play. And the midfield, Stuart, my only question with the midfield is that, um, as I said earlier, Basti's in fantastic form, like Bayern Munich prime kind of form at the moment. We don't want to really can't afford for him, him to get injured. Carrick's just back from his ankle, so we're really down to our... We kind of need to manage that appropriately over the next couple of weeks. So maybe, uh, I mean, I'm thinking maybe like a 2-1 or a 3-1 to United in this one, because I, I do get the sense West Ham will, will nick one. Well, interesting with West Ham, what, Pyatt's out, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Frosato's out as well. Right, okay. This game, so they'll, they'll really miss him, because he has been playing quite well. So, I, if he plays a 3-5-2, I'll bloody break my teeth. <laughs> but, um, if he just plays, you know... a Four two three one or something like that, and I think we'll we'll win it two 0 um, Southampton against Villa. How many do we think Southampton will put past Villa, Cruyff? I'd like to say a few, but Southampton lost three one last week, and the week before that they lost to Stoke, so they're not in the best of form, and they only managed to beat Sunderland one 0 the week before that. So maybe two 0 Is Pella back? Uh, I think so, yeah. So I know um, Shane Long had his first start and scored last week. So Yeah, he looked pretty good against Man City with that goal. Oh, um, it was a fantastic finish. He wasn't great when he didn't have the ball, but um, yeah, it was, a, it was there in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Is it, is it home or away this time? It's, 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 it's home for Southampton, and, and Pella seems to have quite a good record of scoring at home for them. Um, so the Saints probably set for him to bag a couple against Villa, I would think. I'll say 5-1. Mane's been excellent recently. And he's been linked with Bayern Munich as well why as United you, why in didn't January. Why you guys bid like $40 million for him? Why would we bid $40 million for him? <laughs> we, can, we can just go how and much, buy a better player. How, much, how much did you pay for uh, Fellaini? 28 I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. Um, that was Moyes, man. That was Moyes. <laughs> 28 million and 40 million are completely different. Still happens. Swansea against Leicester. I um, it happened. Swansea against Leicester. Swansea at home, but they've been in pretty terrible form. Uh, and it's just sort of continuing for them um, the last few weeks. Uh, Leicester probably should be able to do this one pretty easily, I would think. Yeah, with, well, with the, with the form of uh, Vardy and Mahrez, it, you'd think uh, it'd, be, it'd be a straightforward win for Leicester. Do but we think Vardy will it, keep it, scoring? Yes, but he's got to stop sooner. He's got, yeah, he's got to. You know, one of these weeks, someone will say, "Now he won't score," and, and they'll finally get it right. You know, broken clocks right twice a day. But at this at this rate, he just keeps going. United was the big one where I thought he wouldn't score against United, but he managed to do it. You had him in his. Mike had him in his back pocket all bloody day. And just had one <laughs> it's all he needs. <laughs> hey, it's all he needs. Well, it, it, it kind of annoyed me because he's saying that, oh, you know, I wasn't concentrating on breaking the record or anything like that. Yeah. It's like, mate, you definitely were when you stole that penalty off Mario's two weeks ago. Yeah. And you definitely were with the celebration after that goal. All I'm saying uh, is if, if, if they counted... <laughs> not that I'm, not that I'm for it. If they counted goals I'm, in all competitions, he didn't score against us and he played about 90 minutes against us. You're um, a minnow. Well, and, and yet he didn't score Surely against us, so what does that say? Yeah. Um, I um, think... I, 
I think Leicester will keep going and they'll win this pretty comfortably. Great one. And Vardy will... Vardy at the double. Norwich and Watford probably promises to have quite a few goals in it. Um, I think it's been a pretty high-scoring fixture traditionally. Um, Igalo and Dini to carry on their way and just score another hatful. Maybe they're in good form, those two. Very good form. So, I mean, yeah, I think Watford will win against Norwich. At home, yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd fancy them. I reckon not, that Watford will win 3-2. Um, yeah, that, that, that partnership is just too hot for kind of lower lead defences to handle. <laughs> no, no, I'm being serious. Yeah, yeah. So they, oh, no, uh, I agree. I think, I think it'll be quite a high-scoring game, though, because... Um, the way Watford have been playing lately, I mean, they conceded two to Villa. Um, Nor- and Norwich aren't too bad away from home either. They've got a pretty good away record. So, I, I, yeah, I'd still back Watford for the win, though. I'll say uh, three, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm agreeing. And, yep. mate, our man, Robbie our, Brady, was very good last week. He was. He was. Except he got one-on-one with Begovic and fluffed his lines. How about your favourite player, Mailer, Bojan? He's still injured. He's back injured. soon, though. Backson. Injury trial, Roy. Stop injury trolling. Yeah, that's very, that's very <laughs> inappropriate. Um, uh, West Brom up against Spurs. Spurs looking to bounce back after that draw with Chelsea, but um, I, yeah, I, I can't see them having much trouble with West Brom, to be honest. No, you're right. They won't have any problems. What's that like? Was that because you're know, bouncing back from Chelsea? Yeah. It's, a bad, it's a bad result to get a draw with Chelsea these days, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really disappointed. I honestly meant that quite legitimately, and, and it is quite crazy to think. Like last season, a draw with Chelsea would have been quite a good result, but how times change. <laughs> Chelsea up against Bournemouth. Uh, how do we see this one, uh, Cruyff? Oh, I think Chelsea might actually win a game. <laughs> Something that they're not very familiar with this season, but it's at Stanford Bridge, and I mean... Bournemouth, they're 18th and they're on the same amount of points as Newcastle. So, I, I think Chelsea might actually grab the win. I haven't watched Chelsea last couple of weeks because they're pretty... Not only are they getting beaten, but they're pretty bloody boring to watch. Is Aspilicrita playing left-back or right-back? He's, is he injured? Actually, no, I think he's back in the side. Um, I'm not sure, actually. I think Ivanovic is playing, so he must be left-back. Okay. I I think this will be a 1-1 draw. I don't think they'll be able to contain Matt Ritchie, who, if you have he's a look at him, he's a he's a busy player. And what I noticed about him on the weekend in that game against um, Everton, it was that he'll beat a couple, he'll shape to shoot, but then he'll see the Yeah, and it's cut across pass. the box, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's quite unselfish too. Yeah. So I think they'll have enough to strike a draw. Fair yeah, enough. Um, Liverpool away at Newcastle. Liverpool. Um, Liverpool. Although, just have their name written Newcastle all over this. are Liverpool's bogey side. That's true. That, there was that result, was it a couple of seasons ago under Rodgers, where they beat Newcastle 5 or 6 nil. I'm thinking? Maybe in the slariest years. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think, yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely recently it's been um, an interesting fixture. Um, banana skin sort of. And it's like Liverpool, the way they've been going, you just sort of, they have shown so much promise and then they're like Arsenal at times where they just lose games you expect them to win easily. Well, Coutinho was expected to be back for this one, but I think he's now being ruled out by Klopp. Um, mm. And he's certainly been an impetus for them going forward. 
with um, a lot of um, attacking runs, and he's scored quite a few goals lately. But they've still got a very formidable side, as we saw midweek against Southampton. Um, and they just seem to be scoring for fun at the moment. So, yeah, I can't, I can't really go past a Liverpool win for this one. Um, yeah. Uh, you don't okay. know. Oh, um, I think Liverpool. I'd have to agree. I think, it's assuming they're both fit, Klopp should start both Benteke and Sturridge in this game. And yep. if he does that, I think they'll win 6 nil. Jeez. 6, six nil. wow. Um, now, if you, you watch them you... defend on the weekend, you understand why. Oh, Newcastle, Newcastle, are absolute rubbish. They are. Although, how much longer does McLaren last? In all honesty, not. I reckon before he'll be gone before Christmas. I think was the was the was the stat that Klopp got him sacked the last time they met. Um, oh, in my, Germany. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe, I don't know. So, I think, I think there was some comment that, you know, will he do it again and, and get him sacked? And I think if, if Liverpool belt Newcastle, they can't really see them holding him too much longer. Mike Cassis should bloody sack himself. Yeah. That shit. He's not the head of recruitment. Um, and then we've got, we've got Everton up against Palace Tuesday morning. And Palace are def- a, a bogey team for Everton. Um, and they've actually had quite a few decent results against Everton in recent seasons. But Everton are in very good form at the moment. So how do you guys see this one? I think Everton. At home, yeah. Yeah, Delph, Delphay, Lukaku, Barkley. I think they'll have quite a bit of fun. I oh, this is a game where Zaha's suspended for, but uh, I think Velasi and Colin Wickham in the form they're in. I think this will be a very high scoring one, and I'll pick three three. Hmm, very interesting. I. Th- I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it will be a score draw because I think Palace generally do have quite a good record in against Everton in, in getting draws or, or um, upset wins. Uh, but it's it's so hard to say because, yeah, like you say, both sets of um, players are in very good form, very attacking form. So it'll be it'll certainly be a good game to watch. Um, so we'll see how that one pans out. Uh, any, any final thoughts, boys, before we sign off? I'd like us to win a game. <laughs> I'd like us to win a game as well. I don't think we've won a game since the last time you won a game, so uh, that would be nice. Well, hopefully, hopefully we're back to winning ways. Yeah, it would be very good. We've got Leeds tonight, big Yorkshire derby, so uh, hopefully we can win that one and get within a point of Borough at the top of the championship. Um, but it's shaping up to be a very interesting championship title race. Brighton's still undefeated, got to be said. Um, one of the few teams in Europe still undefeated. Yes, the la- the ladder, the Brighton lad from work. Keeps keeps telling me. <laughs> Brighton's still undefeated. Yeah, yeah. They've got James Wilson now, too. They've got James Wilson, yeah. Oh, you should have heard him. He goes, James Wilson, Bobby Zamora, best strike force in England. <laughs> <laughs> James Wilson, to be fair, though, he, played, he, he made his debut, got the ball, just burnt two players, and. Did he score? Hit the post. No, no, he didn't score. Uh, First oh. time he's played in six months. Down uh, uh, my heart bleeds. Um, I do have a couple of things to say though. Yep. Um, happy, happy, happy twentieth birthday to Junior Pelle. And <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> give it a rinse. You sound like to, fate. Good to Darren Neville at Valencia. Ah, uh, yes, we should we should touch on that. Yes, I, I, I think that's a great appointment despite the no experience. I think I think it'd be a very interesting one. Yeah, I suspect that this will be a prelude to the dream team. At United. 
Gigs and Neville. Gigs and Neville double managers. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Can or, you do either that? that? Either that. Do you yeah, reckon you could do that? Liverpool had Julio and Evans. Well, why couldn't you do it? Um, oh, okay, I don't but, know that. And especially as they're both from a plus and only two guys. Yeah, it's not like yeah. Uh, There's going to be a rivalry over it. Or an alternative theory of mine is that um, the FA have kind of told him if you want the England job, you don't have to go and get some. Yeah, that'd be an interesting one. Because yeah. he's only there for the until the end of the season. As it's yeah, is there any suggestion that if he does well, that'll be extended, or is it is it just a um, for the remainder of the season sort of appointment? I haven't seen it been discussed, but his time right. wraps up at the end of the season. Right. Okay. They well, want certainly be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much for coming on, boys. Thank you for having me. Thanks, mate. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Uh, until next time, I hope your team wins, and we'll see you on the forums.